Frozen, Frozen Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen Heroes. Gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue, Pep Comics, issue one. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as always by Man Wonder, Mr. Mike. <laughs> it was such a buildup that time. I, well, I don't know. Man Wonder. I thought I would try to do, you can do the superhero <laughs> voice better than I can. You can't do that? I mean, I can. Let's like, hear it. You know, um, I don't know. At the Hall of Justice. At the Hall of Justice. You know, something like on that. On Tuesday. I was trying to oh. think of what they said on uh, Super Friends. I, think I that loved was one. it. Was that Super Friends? Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. I watched that sometimes as a kid. It comes out of the swamp and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So, like, back when Cartoon Network was awesome, (laughs) not to say that there aren't cool things on Cartoon Network now because I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty and some other stuff that they have now. I'm thinking. Well, maybe it got Adult Swim got a little out there, yeah. but some of it's my humor, so yeah. I appreciate oh, yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, but Cartoon Network would show like a lot of classic cartoons, yeah. so they would have like blocks of like too many cooks, Super Friends right? and stuff like that. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Isn't that it? Which one? Too many cooks. Have you never seen that? Where it just keeps going. It's like the opening of a sitcom. It's like too many cooks, and it just keeps going and going and going. Oh, what is it? Oh, okay, I'll have to show you that. Is it like and then a, unedited footage of a bear? You ever seen that one? No. What are these things? These are these are both uh, things that were on Adult Swim. Oh, they're live action things. Okay, uh, um, they they're, they're fantastic. Both of them are very good. Live uh, uh, unedited footage of a bear is basically uh, makes fun of like uh, those drug commercials. You know, if you're allergic to Plexico, don't take Plexico. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, it's anyway. It's good. No, 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 it's no. It's got no, footage no. of a bear. All right, I'll have to watch them. No, it's I mean, I've watched a lot of the weird stuff, too. I've seen it's, some of the Joe, what is it, Joe Pereira explains love, and some. I love Para. Is it Para? He, okay, is, he is fantastic. Yeah, they canceled it. Yeah, I saw that. Too bad. I still. What and is, then he went on, uh, the. I think it was a Tonight Show, and he said that he was going to be the next James Bond. There's a whole thing where he, like, explains how he's going to be the next James Bond. Oh, I love it. What's his neighbor, Gene? Yeah, I think it's Gene. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I my wife is like, "What's that show where that guy talks real slow and you watch it sometimes?" <laughs> it's just oh, so. It's that one, yeah. I like yeah, the randomness of it is yeah. is it's right up He's my alley. He's very funny. But so uh, I remember watching the Justice or the uh, Super Friends yeah. blocks on uh, Cartoon Network sometimes, and I would just be like, "Man, this isn't as good." Like I had Batman the Animated Series, yeah. which to me is fantastic. Which, if I'm being a super nerd, yeah. and like this is super nerdy to say, but my favorite Batman movie is actually Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is an animated movie and not one of the live action ones. Really? Yeah, it's like my favorite wow. Batman movie. Okay. Yeah, that was a little nerdy to say. I know, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I just think, to me, the character like that is peak Batman. Yeah. Like, in when I read comics still, I, I'm, what is you know, it? you Mask have like inner. One? Mask of the Phantasm. Huh. It's just okay. really, I just like it. It's really good, Boy. and it fits in. Does it get that guy in it? With Where he the, throws the balls? No. Phantasm guy? No. What is Boy. that? Boy. That guy? What 
we saw from? <laughs> the movie Phantasm. What's I haven't seen the movie Phantasm really? then. No. Oh, you should watch Phantasm. What is Phantasm? That is a creepy freaking movie. It's it's stupid and it's very cheap, but it's creepy. It's got this real tall guy in it who runs a, a mortuary. Uh-huh. And this kid figures out that they're using the bodies for things and turn them into Jawas. And uh, literal Jawas. Yeah. Little people that are out there. Yeah. That kind of thing, carrying around bodies. And him and his his guy who's too old to have a ponytail friend uh, figure out. But that, has a ponytail? Yeah. Yeah. But this guy's got this silver ball that I don't know that the silver ball is ever explained. Maybe in later movies because they did fourteen of them or whatever. I I just assume that when a you know a franchise has that many sequels, it's yeah. because it's really good and it just has a very no 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 no, no. Hear, it's very hear, cheap. hear me out no it's it's really good <laughs> it's really good and it has just a very complex backstory that uh, has a lot of explaining uh-huh. to do. Yeah, no, it's not so much. Um, so it's a silver ball. That just kind of goes, just like floats, like an orb, like that the floats, Jedi kinda? thing, you okay. know, like the yeah. thing where they fight it to, to, to train. Yeah, and uh, it as it's going through the air, it goes chink, and it's got these these spikes and stuff that come out of it, like these razor blade things that, boom, hit you right in the head and kill you. Oh, but it, the boy is the kid who figures out the mystery, the Scooby Doo style mystery uh-huh. about this thing. And it's really uh, Farmer Johnson. Well, it kind of, okay. and, uh, the tall man, which is all they ever call him, the tall man. Uh, he stands at one point in the hallway and he's like, boy, and he sends that ball after him. All right. I gotcha. Oh, so that's a very long explanation for phantasm. No, but I mean, I know more <laughs> about phantasm than I did three minutes ago. Phantasm is, is peak, uh, drive in movie horror type stuff. So like the hand of of uh, mantra type. The, what is the what is that other one? Hand the, of mantra. Hand of it's a really bad Dr. like Caligari? horror movie. No, that's considered <laughs> to be a good one, is right? Good, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's old though, right? Night like early nineteen hundreds, yeah. maybe nineteen twenties. Uh, hand, yeah, no hand of. I thought it was like hand of mantra. Yeah, boy. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> that I, I can't remember the name of it there's another one that's something like that that's okay. a really bad uh horror movie sometimes I'll, i love watching terrible like that's to me going yeah. back and like watching some of the classics as a kid obviously i was scared to death sure i, I yeah. feel like i've told the story before but i walked through the living room one night and uh my parents my father was watching child's play uh <laughs> Did you find this? Wait, I'm is Michael showing, J. Fox in it? No, I'm just showing you the tall man. He's uh, not really that tall, honestly. No, I mean he's but taller than he's the tall. kid. Yeah, he's really mean to this kid. Uh, oh, Mike, look at him. Mike Ooh, is showing is. me uh, what the tall man looks like yeah. from Phantasm on YouTube. Man. If you, um, look at you know, him. care to uh, see what that's like, you can pause right here. Kids running, go check slow. it out. I don't know if it's the same compilation, but all right, the tall it man is, is not that it tall. It is the tall man's lines, Phantasm one through four. Oh, there you go. Uh, if you want to watch that, same thirty-three thousand views. Wow. And then we'll look back, and it'll have one hundred thirty-three thousand and one. But you so. know what's funny? Uh, there is a video game, or obviously there's a story and there's a documentary. There's a lot of things around this uh, called Slenderman. Yeah, Slenderman. But he the, works here. The main, the main uh, villain in the video game. Oh, what is that? Thing? Is that the <laughs> it gets thing? Crazy, yeah, it gets crazy. No, oh, that's the, still phantasm. That's still phantasm. Yeah, it One looked like four. a scene from the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 
Sorry. I don't Go even ahead. remember where I was going now. Oh, you were saying that there was a, a, a thing. I don't know. I really <laughs> I just lost after sorry. seeing that thing. Yeah, it was must not have been too important. Back. Never yeah. mind. It must not have been that hey, important. Hey, we're here for comic books, right? Yes, we are. Cool. Well, actually, I feel like at this point, people just like to listen to us talk <laughs> back and forth. And the comic books are just something that kind of keeps us on Super point fans. to make sure we don't sit here and talk for three hours. Sure, sure. So... What I've wanted to do for a while that I thought would be really cool is for us to kind of take a journey together. All right. Uh, in a sense of. Who's driving? I guess I am in a sense. Cool. So everybody buckle up. And, uh, Zach has no license. Say your prayers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what I have is, and what I've wanted to do is I have issue one, not an original, of course. Because right. sure. that thing would probably be torn to shreds, but. Uh, I've it may be worth millions. Yeah, I've printed myself out a copy of Pep Comics. Pep, Pep Comics issue number one. This is another one of those comics that on the back of it has an ad for a desk. Yeah, th- that There's was really big at the time. They were trying to sell desks. Jeez. I don't know. I guess to do homework on. Kids love furniture. So Pep Comics uh, is a comic that was printed by. MLJ Comics, which okay. we've done stuff from MLJ yep. before. Mm-hmm. I remember that. They eventually turned into Archie Comics. Sure. And now they obviously make Archie Comics. This is an action detective adventure. Yeah, so it wanted you to know it had everything. Because, hey, why get a DC comic that just action comics and detective comics yeah. and adventure comics yeah. when we have all three? Yeah. Uh, but Pep Comics was actually the third anthology Keywords. comic that was uh, published by MLJ Magazines, Inc., the okay. first issue here came out in January of 1940. Oh, wow. So this predates us being in World War II. Wow. Uh, and what I thought would be fun is, is every— World War I and a half. That's right. Sure. Is every—not on, like, you know, every third episode, but I thought it would be fun for us to kind of go through these pep comics, like if we were getting them off the yeah. shelves no, back great. then because— yeah, it gives us characters, hey, what do you small say, stories, and you, we can follow along. That's sure. a, a fun little episode. Uh, just one thing that to point out that is really cool, a character that we will, if I can remember how to talk, that we will get into, who is actually on the cover of issue mm-hmm. one, who is the shield here, mm-hmm. is uh, one of the first. Like Bucky, right? He, he looks kind of like Bucky. Kind of. But he is the first. Uh, of the super patriotic heroes with a costume based on okay. the national flag, yeah. predating a certain Captain America by uh-huh. over a whole year. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he ought to be like running alongside of Captain. America. I've read places yeah. that Kirby kind of got a little bit really? of inspiration just yeah. from from the Shield. From the Shield, I uh, don't know how much of it. Maybe just like, oh, it's a cool idea that his he, costumes like the. He had a really good TV show too, The Shield. It was really yeah, cool. uh, the thing. From the Fantastic Four was in it. Yeah, he was. Wow, so I guess it was yeah, kind of, of like a comic crossover <laughs> in a, a lot way. Of here. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Walt Goggins, or excuse me, uh, Walton Goggins. Uh, what is his name yeah. in Justified so I can make it even deeper? Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's really long. Like it's really country. It is. No, Raylan is Raylan uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant, Oliphant font. Who I think is hilarious. Um, you know, I have to download a lot of Oliphants. While I'm working throughout the day. Really? Yeah. Is it for, what I mean, do you use the Oliphants for? Well, for writing, you know. Yeah. Different Oliphants have different feelings. But don't you eventually very... have enough Oliphants? No, you never have enough Oliphants. So you're constantly just downloading Oliphants. Sure. If somebody doesn't have a site that's called Oliphant, 
uh, where you just download dibs. fonts all day long. No, dibs or not, or they should get it. They should get it. Okay, yeah, then I'm you should get it. it so, okay, never yeah. mind. We're not gonna. I'm not doing that. We're not even gonna attempt it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and dive into issue one here of Pep Comics. He's the Shield. He's a G-Man extraordinary. Yes, he is. And on the cover, as Mike was uh, talking oh, to me before we started the show, he has beaten up robots. I did not realize this till you asked me about it and pointed it out again today uh-huh. these robots do not appear at all in this issue I love it is just for the cover so there's three robots coming at him two of them are silver one of them's green uh they have guns that come out of their their breastplates kind of like the the girls on uh um, awesome powers Austin powers uh they have toilet paper roll looking heads and then the, the the oddest thing to me is the fact that there's spikes on the bottom of their feet. Yeah. Wow. Maybe to climb up mountains There's or just to stuff. cause some destruction. Yeah. So the shield's very happy about punching them. The too. shield yeah, is very like he just face. loves. We're gonna find a lot yeah. of these heroes. Uh, Justice at this time yeah. was very. What's the word I can put? Um, you could do a lot. Sure. In sure. the name of yeah, justice. you want to stab someone and kill them in the name of justice. It was in the name of justice. You know, the weird thing to me is the word G-Man. G-Man is always a weird word to me because that stands for government man. Okay. Why is that a good thing? I don't know. Like, if you said a G-Man was coming after you now, it'd be a terrible thing. Yeah, I would right? think so. But back then, it was like the G-Man were going to But technically, couldn't, it, couldn't a G-Man be like the IRS, too? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could yeah. Be a G-Man is anybody that works for the government and is a male, I would imagine. Yeah, because if not, it'd be a G woman. By the way, this comic was ten cents, sixty-four pages, all color. Hold on, let's see. All you want to see with inflation how much that is? Yes, please. Uh, this comic uh, on the front, as you're looking that up, it also it says also Bentley of Scotland Yard. Well, that sounds like a fun comic. Uh, the Comet and the Midshipman, among others. We are going to get into all of them. The Midshipman. Uh, Mike, would you like to? And spoiler alert, I uh, will just tell you. I would say a 10 uh, but, cent comic is worth $5.40. Less. Really? Okay. Well, that's true. I mean, it's 10 cents. So, um, $1.85. What if I told you <laughs> I went and attempted to buy yeah. new like new comics yeah. on yeah. newsstands? This is half the price of those today. Really? With What's inflation. $0.10 now? Two dollars and twelve cents. Oh yeah, because a comic will cost you a good five six bucks now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh no, like there like a pack of cigs. There was a new DC series <laughs> that's out that they're yeah. doing it where it's like Batman One Bad Day, uh-huh. and they're bringing back like a lot of recent writers right. who have done our you know a lot mm-hmm. of legends and stuff, and each of them is writing a story where Batman just kind of has like just a really bad day where it starts off with one villain. He finally gets done with him and it goes into another one. Right. And it's so like that. And so each, you know, story, each former writer gets to do a new villain. And so I was like, Oh, it's a really cool concept. That's something I think I'd actually like to, you know, read. Sure. So I went to pick up the first issue and it's like their DC black label or something like that. <laughs> uh, I, they Even have, more sounds like cigarettes. Now. It does. Uh, but so it has like a little bit thicker, kind of like that Robin 3000 book yeah, cover yeah, yeah. last sure, week. Sure. And so it's like that seven ninety nine. Wow. It's like, I, I assume it That's is more pay. I assume it's more pages. I assume that your, you know, typical comics probably between like 25 and 28, 30, 32 pages. I would assume that this one had maybe 48, 50, 52. So, I mean, it had more pages. But like eight bucks lot, just man. seems yeah. 
I don't know when, you know, it seems like uh, other times I, I get like inflation and stuff, but it's just weird yeah. that I don't know how much was it. Eh, we're not getting into all that. Let's go ahead and get to breaking down the comics. Let's do it, man. 10 cents. 10 cents here, $2.12 today if you want it to buy issue number one of Pep Comics. Now, first, before we get into the story here, there is nothing but a page of ads. And, Mike, when we're done, I'm going to let you come back to it because I know that you would love to look through them all. Yeah. But there is a ton of ads here, different ones than what we usually have. It does says rush coupon for mammoth catalog here on the side Ooh, a mammoth catalog it's a bargain book counter too Get your own mammoth so we got a ton of things long and shortwave radios so you can get both of them uh the first character <laughs> long and shortwave yeah oh, no you get both of them long I and shortwave uh the first the character difference? uh one is long wave one shortwave <laughs> okay that's good enough okay yeah. like one deals with waves that are like this yeah, the one does with waves that are more like this. Yeah, for okay. that was a great you joke just, for an audio podcast long where short, people could short. not see my hands at all. Yeah. All right. So the shield, G man extraordinary. Well, he was on the cover. He's going to be the first story mm-hmm. as soon as you open it He's for the kids. Through the pages, we do find out that uh, the shield is actually a man by the name of Joe Higgins. Mm. G man extraordinaire. Joe Higgins. Only one living man knows the shield's true identity, and it's the chief of the FBI. We found out. Uh, we find out. He's the only one besides Joe himself who knows he's this S.H.I.E.L.D. character. Okay. So, basically, the chief of the FBI sends Higgins in on a special assignment. There is a Stokian spy ring. I'm assuming that this is a made-up country or something like that. I just kind of looked, couldn't find anything. Sure. Uh, if I'm uh, being an idiot, my apologies. But, so, there is a spy ring that is uh, operating there in town. And they need to find a way to go ahead and disband it. So okay. he's sending the shield out there. He tells them that has a very like weird shaped head. He does. There's some weird like kind of art head. in some of these. So is that like a an, thing? Onion head. an onion head? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> so he tells Joe about all the things they've done, like burning uh, or blowing up arsenals Ooh, and shit. Arsenals. Yeah, it says they have <laughs> they have blown up arsenal okay. number 43. Yikes. They attack America's very God, fortifications. I love that they attack America's very fortifications and get away with it. Very fortifications? And get away with it. Like, isn't it part of the FBI's job? Like, well, yeah, they get away with it because you haven't caught them. I guess that's why that's they're bringing in the you shield. Got, you got a dude with a bowler hat with a with a explosion plunger. He has a TNT box. Yeah, he's got a plunger. And everybody's running in panic. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. They're shooting at him. So uh, Joe tells him, yeah, I'll go ahead and take a look at it. He just kind of shows up at uh, as he leaves the FBI building, two sinister figures slink out. That's right. He doesn't have to go find them. The spy ring thinks that he left the FBI chief's office. They must be investigating us. <laughs> Let's attack him. And so that's what they do. So he literally like like tackles him. No, that's they're like, hey, that guy just left his office. I bet you that he's coming after <laughs> us. Him. Yeah. And so they uh Joe defends himself, just plain Joe, Ta- not as the shield. Muggsy. And he uh kind of knocks the guy down, and when he falls down, he hits his head and it knocks the uh, gangster out sure and he searches him and finds a letter and he goes here's a stokian agent all right 
Here's a note from his chief. Wait, Stokey and agent? I told you. Yeah, it's. I think it's made up. Like okay. I couldn't find anything on so it unless I'm an idiot. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I guess they were trying to find somebody to make aspiring. This is before Ooh. we actually had countries to like put name. behind it. Uh, but the note says, "We meet on top floor of Hotel <laughs> Braganza. All the building is in the hands of our friends." Okay. Signed, Clots. Clots. K L O T Z. Clots from the Stokians. I'm also going going to warn you, there is a lot of stuff in here. Well, a decent amount. We'll get to the one thing, and I'm going to handle it with kid gloves because I think it needs to be as I go through that section of it. You say the Bogosian building? Uh Barganza. Barganza building. But yeah, there's a lot of questionable things in here that, that we'll get to. That was my favorite part of Big Bang Theory when that guy would say Barganza. Barganza. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. You owe me a Space Coke. Space Coke. This one brought to you by Space Coke. They've already been a sponsor. Oh, well. I don't. They're I don't. back. They're back for more. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks, Space Coke. Uh, this this episode brought to you by Hotel Braganza. Bra, Bra, Braganza. Braganza. Yeah. <laughs> Braganza. This this episode brought to you by Hotel wow. Braganza. Okay. So of course Joe sees this note and like, well, I got to go to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tries to take him up to. Or like but tries the whole to hotel go up to is the, in their in their. In it's clutches. in their in their clutches, right? Sure. So he tries to go up to and use the elevator to get up to mm-hmm. the top floor, and the bus boy or well elevator, well elevator, elevator, elevator attendant, the, sure. ele- the, <laughs> the elephant, the elephant in the elevator, exactly, the <laughs> elephant attendant, thank you. <laughs> You got me. I did get you. You got yeah. me. Yeah. The elevator attendant uh, <laughs> asked him, like, you have to state your business. This elevator won't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's so heavy. Uh, <laughs> what floor, sir? <laughs> Three? <laughs> That's all it is. It's a stupid uh, joke. It's it a bad joke. But I like it. Uh, so the elevator attendant basically sure. tells him, you know, to I can't take you anywhere unless you state your business. Yeah, you punk. And then um, somebody who was kind of working, I guess, like security this guy, there. This guy looks like his hair is his flesh. He does. He There's, looks like Max Headroom. <laughs> He like, does look very much like Ma- thing, yeah. Max. Had, I can't my, do my, that. My, my, my. Yeah. Uh, not knowing Higgins' identity, the house detective asked Joe to leave. Okay. So I don't know what a house detective is. I, let, I guess it's still at this time. <laughs> yeah. They would have they cops have, like hang out at hotels. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he doesn't know that he's a cop, so he tells Joe to leave. Can you imagine running a business where you had a house detective? I know, right? Like a guy who just hung out because there's murders or people stealing pocket watches or whatever. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Well, I've heard somebody tell a story that uh, back in the day, I guess at some point in time, uh, prostitution was legal here. Right, right. And that they actually had, like, there's badges for, for like, it was, like. um, Those are called scarlet letters. No, no, no. (laughs) There were, were like, actual badges for, like, law officers assigned to. uh like watching over, watching over the prostitutes. Yes, um, they but they had yeah. Who knew? So it was like a you know red light district officer is like what the bag said kind of. Okay, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. What a job. Yeah. So back to the shield. Uh, <laughs> so Joe says, "All right, I'm not trying to you know cause any problems. I'll just go back in as the shield." And it says, "So th- there's no origin here, right?" No. Okay. Uh, a lot of these, so I'll take that back. It's a mix. Some we get, some we don't. Huh. 
This one we don't. This one we don't really. He just dresses up like a flag. He dresses up like a flag. We do find out. I will tell you, it's not a bad costume, honestly. It's, it's not. Really not. It's not. It's more than a domino mask. That is true. You it know? is a whole getup. Like cool I could gloves. see maybe, unless you like are really locked in on somebody's hair, like sure. it could be kind of hard to tell who's behind. Sure. That. Yeah. One thing I didn't cover it because I thought we could kind of go into it more, it's but there is. Shape. There is a little bit of lazy writing in here because no. the reason we don't, I, I, you brought up the origin, and I guess I should say this. I'll, I'll read just the very first paragraph on I, the very first I page. I you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What the hell is a television rifle? I don't. <laughs> it's in the ad in the front cover. It says it's a television rifle. It says shoot it all year round. <laughs> <laughs> all I can think of is... Uh, that's not even. This is not even when TV was a thing, is it? 1940. 1940. Maybe they're saying it's like a rifle you see on television. Right, but I'm saying in the 40s, who had television? It's electric, too. No, come on. <laughs> it's super tiny, but it says electric above that. 300 shots, 10 cents. Yeah, oh, see? I do see it. Shoot it all year round. <laughs> Your television rifle. I, I guess it's probably because it appeared there. Uh, but... Guess. I forgot to tell you this television is how rifle. this is how they told us Shoot about your television his origin. Okay, uh, I didn't do my research on history. I probably should have to saw see if this was a real thing. But knowing how some of these comics were, I just assumed it might not be. Yeah, absolutely. So I just told you who a, Joe Higgins. The big ass scroll on the front page yep. there. That Joe Higgins, G Man Extraordinary, is the shield. <laughs> Only one living man knows the shield's true identity, Joe and Higgs. that man is the chief of the FBI. Oh. And then it has like the dashes, three dashes, not dots, because Joe's father was killed in the famous Black Tom explosion. Sure. Set off by the foreign spies during the World War. Bad news. Wow. There's another one coming. Yeah. He, from that time forward, swore to, swore, swore to devote. His life to shielding the, the U.S. government and its people from any harm and succeed in sure. securing an appointment ASG man to carry out his avowed purpose because of blah, 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 blah. ASG man. Yeah. Uh, his uniform, uh, because of his uniform, he is called the shield. This uniform of his own secret construction not only is bulletproof, uh, where's that? <laughs> There's, I love how it's just there bulletproof. It is. Not, no is not, I'm sorry. Not only is bullet and flame proof, but gives him power to perform extraordinary feats of physical daring and courage wearing his shield. He has the speed of a bullet and the strength of Hercules For no with reason. these powerful forces. He shields the U S government from all enemies. The four white stars on the shield are on the field of blue signify uh or yeah signify to what he has devoted his life you want to know what he's devoted his life to the four things america truth justice patriotism and courage okay well good for him i I don't know how he got so fast and how he's all bulletproof and flame proof but sure so you ask for an origin he has a costume that lets him do anything just because okay great thanks it's just kind of lazy writing in a sense but so the term g-man was first used in the year 1928 the earliest citation in the Oxford Dictionary for the American usage of the term G-Man was in 1930 from a biography of Al Capone by F.D. Paisley. 
The nickname may have originated during the September 1933 arrest of gangster George Machine Gun Kelly by agents of the Bureau of Investigation, BOI, a forerunner of the FBI. Finding himself unarmed, Kelly supposedly shouted, Don't shoot, G-Men, don't shoot. That was probably like there a nickname go. that like, yeah. yeah. I thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. So he is now, Joe, back to where we are. Joe is now the shield, and he's trying to figure out a way how to infiltrate. <laughs> he's just the shield. He's the shield <laughs> now. And he's trying to figure out how to infiltrate the building. And honestly, he, like, climbs it like Spider-Man. He does, yeah. There's always a way in for the it's shield just, is what he like says. He's just by trash cans in the alley. And then, and then he's on the he's side of the, the wall. Yeah. So he shows up at the top of the roof, right? Sure. The and top he, of the roof. Yeah. He's like, sorry, I guess the roof of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And he has like this hearing device that he puts on like a, yeah, that's weird. the metal, the metal up there to listen in to see what's going on at the It'd top be better floor. If just like carried a glass. And just it, like it's it's essentially that, yeah. but with, but with wires and earbuds. It says electronic. The shield hears a conversation going on below in a steel walled room in the oh. hotel. And so the bad guys in here go, but wait, uh, but what if the shield and the other one cuts him off and says, the shield can't touch us. This place is bomb proof, bulletproof and soundproof. Wow. What a That's building. what he thinks. But the shield's electric earbuds brings the master spy's voice to him. Electric earbuds. Well, not quite soundproof, and maybe I can touch them. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) There's a lot of things like that, too. Uh, So what the shield does, he does. He just mixes chemicals, pours it on the roof, and a giant hole appears (laughs) in the roof. And he jumps down into it. Wait, that's no bomb? Yeah. So wow, it's bulletproof, but you can melt it with some kind of chemical that the shield carries. Just where is he carrying this stuff? There's no shield, place for him to carry it. Here's my thought: is instead, like it's bullet, but it opens out yeah, and it's like a yeah. like a dro- it's like a medicine like, chest. Yeah, in, in there. Chest. And he's like, you know, okay, here I have this <laughs> shark repellent. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, he obviously, you know the you know the reference I make to shark repellent, right? Yeah, from Batman the, Batman the movie? movie. Yeah, yes. with Adam okay. West. Okay, yeah, All it's right. when the shark is on. He's on the helicopter on yeah. the thing, and he pulls it, says it from the like bat shark repellent. Yeah, no, dude, like, I love yeah. it. That's because Batman it's always has everything. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so the shield fights off all these bad guys, even taking a sword to the head, and it just kind of bends off his face. Off his head. Yeah. So how he, did he build this? I don't know. If it's his own design, though. But he's like. I need to lick it through your cabinet here. And the spy's like, no, you can't. You know, those are all our records. And he's like, these documents look interesting. <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. <laughs> Here's the master plan of the whole spy plot. This clears up everything. <laughs> it's always like this <laughs> too, but we don't find out like while he's looking through the paperwork, the head spy slinks off and he starts stacking up TNT behind him. Oh, it's no. kind of like a Looney Tunes moment. Yeah. And he sets stacking it up off. Of TNT. And the shield is still just looking through papers. And it goes, this places the blame directly on the spies. Our country won't have to go to war. Oh, thank God. But then, Wait, boom. this place is bombproof. Well, the top floor is. So they're about to put a bomb in it. So I'm saying that would that would mean, if I'm thinking scientifically here, that if it's bomb-proof, that none of the building would explode. So there's no relief for the explosion. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just going to like reverberate inside that building forever. That's not what happens. Oh, okay. The whole roof kind of just explodes off <laughs> instead because they forgot it was bomb-proof already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
the head spy thinks that he's gotten away with it and that he's got rid of the shield. That's what you get with he those is also workers. loses his monocle from one page Uh-oh. to the next. Burn. So, uh, but now he's going to set up who's a new. The, who's the? Who's the? She's just some passerby. Oh, okay. Out in the crowd. But I love he's like, he loses his monocle, but then says, now to set up a new organization and start to work again. Good Lord. That like, was quick. He's ready to get back. Yeah. So the shield. Screw those guys in the bulletproof building. The shield has essentially saved the files, the exact files that he needed. Yeah. And now he's chasing down the head spy. He's got like seven papers in his hand. Yeah. And he's, he's just flying through the, the building, air. Then he breaks a flagpole. To, to help kind of him land better. Oh. And he lands on his hands and springs to his feet without being hurt at all. Wow, he's so Safe good. and sound with the evidence. And he has the evidence still. Sure. And then he sees the spy and the spy tries to get away again and he chases after I him. I he's just springing around with these papers in his hands. Exactly. Wait, he doesn't have them here. He does. I think he puts them back in his medicine chest. Oh, he put them in his medicine chest. And so the head spy... Leaps or like drives over the bridge as it's opening. He's sweating like crazy. He's he is like he's trying to brow. get away from the yeah. shield, and the bridge opens up, and the shield is able to leap over the open bridge. I know that you guys are listening to this, but the guy looks like uh, Snidely Whiplash. I mean, he is the like villain, the personification of the guy who ties women to railroad tracks for sure. He just doesn't except have the hat. in a suit. Yeah, doesn't have the hat. Yeah. And so now he thinks he's gotten rid of the shield, but spoiler alert. He hasn't. Uh, he jumped over the open bridge. And so here's the thing. I, I love the bad guys in all of these stories. Yeah, sure. But he's getting ready to, like, beat him up. And the head spy goes, I'll confess the spy plot. Only spare my life. And the shield says, no, the spy stuff has had enough publicity. That's true. Confess you blew up the hotel. Do it. Uh, and then he gets there. And when the or when the cop arrives, it shows that the bad guy's there and he surrenders and he says, I blew up the hotel mm. and he hands the cop a card. Basically the shield, shield, the shield gave him a business card and he's like, you're going to confess to your murder and you're going to basically give this to the cop for me. And the bad guy goes, okay, well, deal. All right. Got it. And, and that, that's, and that's it. That's it. That's our first adventure hmm. of the shield. How do you feel about your first adventure with the shield, Mike? I feel like nothing happened. Let me tell you now about the comet. We do get an origin for Wait, the what's comet. What's at the end here? What, what are they doing? Oh, the shield they always stuff all over the U.S. Yeah, it says the shield always ready to protect America receives another dangerous assignment from his chief in the next issue of Pep Comics. Oh, uh, so th- this is like there's the United States behind them, and it's showing like all the places that are in trouble. I guess. I guess. Huh. Yeah, it's like a map. Of, there's no explanation to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that's the '40s. They're Kids are dumb. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert, but it's yeah. also something if you want to impress your friends in okay. some way, in cool. some very nerdy way. I'm always looking for that. Uh, we are about to talk about the comet in the mm-hmm. second story, the very first superhero to ever be killed. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So there you go. Okay. He only lasts 17 issues, so we're eventually going to get to the off? end of him. Yeah, he just gets shot. Oh. So Somebody should shoot the shield. I don't like He's him. bulletproof. I don't though. really like him, though. See, I usually don't like the patriotic characters usually that mm-hmm. much either. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I, I think it's just these kind not, of a... 
I don't mean because they're patriotic. They just no, no, no. no, no. I get it. It it seems it's like Superman is red underwear. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So the I just don't understand not explaining how some of this stuff happened. Well, be prepared to get confused by a lot throughout this. So with the comet. Uh, we have a little more explanation about his origin. It would make more sense to me if the comet came to visit this guy who works for the G-Men and gave him some sort of su- super secret power. Yeah. Or something. You is would the, think is so. Is the comet from space or anything? No. Oh, okay. So the comet, uh, John Dickering. <laughs> young, God bless you. A young scientist discovers a gas that is 50 times lighter than hydrogen. Okay, already this is better than the shield. Okay. Because there's some sort of explanation. Okay. Right? He also discovers that by injecting the small doses of the gas into his bloodstream. Well, no, that's a bad idea. His body becomes <laughs> light enough to make great leaps through the air. Oh, okay. So he found Flubber and after, he shot up with it. After many a such, in, uh, after many a such injection, <laughs> he finds that the gas accumulates in his eyes and throws off two powerful beams. He's a gas junkie. These rays, when they cross each other, no. cause whatever he looks at to disintegrate completely. Wait a minute. When they cross each other? So he's got to like cross his eyes as he's shooting lasers out of them to make <laughs> things go boom. <laughs> and then wow. he, here's here's the okay. thing I have a problem with though. No, that's the it's not it. <laughs> There's a lot, but he says that <laughs> it says puff. Yeah, but it goes there goes my test tube rack. Right, that's how he finds out. Like, oh, this ray, okay. he his test tube rack explodes. Right, right. so it doesn't th- explode. It goes puff. It, it goes puff. Oh yeah, everything disintegrates. I oh, want to tell you that because that we find sense. out. Let me finish explaining. I love, I love how you hide these things from me. That's well, some of it. I love just explaining. Uh, we'll go through the origin before we break down the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to prevent disintegrating everything he looks at, <laughs> it becomes necessary for him to wear a glass shield over his eyes. Mm. For glass is the only thing the ray cannot penetrate. Did glass? It not, did it not just break his test tube rack? It did. And glass? That's really easy to get. <laughs> I mean, at least Superman's got the lead thing, you know? But, I mean, lead, you don't see that often. But you don't think about glass? this either. Like, I get that whatever he looks at might uh, disintegrate, but how many, like, superheroes have you ever seen had any sort of glass on their mask? No, that's a bad idea. Yeah, because what if he gets yeah. hit and it, like, breaks and spl- but from the explanation, they said he has to cross his eyes before I know. <laughs> things go poof. Yeah, cross puff. his eyes, things go poof. Puff. Um, so. Wow. Let me man. see this dude. Yeah, go ahead and look at this guy. So, see this guy. oh, I'm sorry, I have one ah, more panel. There's quick. always this kid with the newspapers. Yep. There, there's a lot. Oh, I figured out something. We're going to get to it later. There's a kid. Well, I'll, I'll save it till okay. when we get there. He is a goofball looking character. Look he, at that. He is. You see why he was the first he's one to die? Like, he's got like it's stars and planets and. It, because he's the comet realizing such a fiend. Yeah. Re, uh, realizing such a phenomenon could wreck civilization. If it should fall into evil hands, he destroys the formula because he was okay to take it, but nobody else can. Yeah. How self-righteous is he? Uh, he destroys Glass, the formula though. and makes a solemn vow to <laughs> use his powers ever for the benefit of humanity. Sure. Thus is born the comet. So basically, he can fly around. He's super fast, and he can make he's things lighter than air. He can make things disintegrate with his eyes. Yeah, 
and he uh, jumps backwards in this one. Like, what is that weird pose? Uh, he's looking really at odd. the plane when he jumps back. Huh. So the bad guys of the comet story are again gangsters. That's yeah, what a lot of the bad sure, guys are. Sure. But their scheme is. I kind of like their scheme. He says, like, no more small time for us guys. I got something that's going to make us a lot of money. All right. <laughs> he goes. It's called multi-level no. marketing. He says, Here, ever hear of a little game called Murder for Insurance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody has. Of yeah. You ever play Murder for Insurance? I love it. Oh, it's a great party game, man. Sometimes I was the murderer. Sometimes I was the murderee. Yep. And so his, uh, <laughs> his buddy goes, but ain't that too risky, Jake? Poison, I mean. Well, yeah, murder's in the title, Jake. He just says poison, I mean. We haven't heard anything about poison, so no, that's how it just really gets introduced. Yeah, right. uh, and he basically tells him, not with this stuff, typhoid fever germs. Typhoid fever Death germs? Death from natural causes. Oh, my God. No trace of any poison. Why? It's foolproof. Stab him with an icicle. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so he basically has a guy, a boss that is sending him... Uh, typhoid fever germs, and he's getting people sick. <laughs> and that's what causes the extra read all about it. Typhoid fever epidemic is sweeping the city. There's always that kid. <laughs> well, he's always wearing that red and black sweater whenever he's, you, you read all about it, blah, blah, blah. Well, all of a sudden, the comet receives a call from a friend. And the guy says, John, can you hop the next plane for Chicago? It's urgent. And he's already dressed in his uniform. And he says, you bet. You I guess bet. he just I'm sits just, waiting around. Just sitting around in his, in his spandex. So what happens is he flies and uh, he goes back to Chicago where his friend basically tells him like, hey, oh, did you have something? Typhoid about? fever is a bacterial disease spread through contaminated food and water. So that is how they so were getting So he's sending rotten food to people. Basically. Huh, okay. Or he's, yeah, that's how they're in. Look you at know. this chick. She is, she's feeling She bad. is not feeling well feel at all. Because she's got this little purple thing that blew up. Ooh, two purple things. Yeah. So his friend tells him that the it's salmonella. Yeah. Oh, really? Essentially? Yeah. It says it's salmonella typhi bacteria. Huh. Huh. Oh, huh. weird. It's critical. Needs emergency care. Uh oh. Short term resolves three days to weeks. Huh. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I got, no, you're good. I got a little lost in so typhoid fever. So his here. friend tells the comet that you know if these gangster a typhoid fever epidemic that's sweeping your city. It just means stuff's bad. I mean, it could be just bad meat, but huh? Okay. So, because like typhoid Mary, like the reason yeah. she spread it so much is just because she was unclean. Like she wouldn't yeah. wash her hands and yeah. stuff. That dirty. Essentially, yeah. but like she went and worked this for different kid though. Yeah. Why does he got a Y on his chest? I have no clue. He's <laughs> a little kid who's selling papers in the street. You know, extra extra read all about it, and he's got a red and black sweater on with a Y on he's his chest. He's a snappy chest. looking dresser, but he looks like he's more in a uh, barbershop quartet kind of thing. Maybe that's Archie. Else. Maybe that's who becomes Archie eventually. So uh, the Comet's friend tells him that these gangsters exactly. have like, come on, let's go, let's go. Have reached out <laughs> to uh, kind of you know, hey, we can kill your wife for her life insurance if you don't go ahead and go through, or you, you know, have to half it with us yeah. if you don't go through this. You know, then sure. we'll kind of like blackmail you, kind of thing. Yeah. We'll so tell the, your wife. Yeah. So the Comet basically hunts down all these bad guys, and he shows up and what? Oh. oh this guy. He basically finds out about all the p 
people, where is this? Okay, so he finds where the bad guys are located, mm -hmm. and he finds a list of names that's the list of the people that they were going to make the next germ deliveries to. Okay. So what he does is the comet basically jumps out of the building, and he uses uh, his vision, I guess, like he lifts it up maybe. Mm -hmm. to Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. he does. He lifts it up, and he makes the entire building disappear. Mm. That they were using. Watch out. And he's like, now I'm going to go save innocent lives that are more important than dealing with you right now. And he'll be back. Did you check the building to see if there's maybe any nope. innocent bystanders? I mean, it doesn't show us. Okay. And he then flies to all the people who agreed to have the gangsters yeah. kill off their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he splashes like milk in this guy's face. <laughs> of course. He grabs this woman at another home thinking of killing hubby ma'am. Like he's hubby like taking them all down. Yeah. And uh, so after he wrangles them all up, he kind of goes back it's to a bad relationship, by the way, if you're thinking of killing your significant other for the insurance. Exactly. It would be really bad. He goes back to dive into another ceiling. Yeah. To deal with bad guys. Well, They're this time holes. there's glass there, though. <sighs> And so he oh, goes no. to dive into it, and he knocks he himself out. While he knocks himself wow. out, the idiots, they bring him in the glass room. It's glass. <laughs> he wakes up. They try to shoot him. He lifts his ray, and he makes the bullet disintegrate before he it sure hits him. Will. And then he looks at the gangsters and says, prepare to face your maker. <laughs> he just crosses his eyes and boom, there goes a prepare bullet. to face your maker he says oh to God, them wow. as he then makes them both just disappear well that's the way you do it you just get rid of them he then goes up top finds out that they've been receiving messages via homing pigeons <laughs> and he's able to follow the pigeon to their boss's house oh where he is able to dive. But this guy wears glasses. Uh, he he's going to be tough to defeat. <laughs> this guy, the comet dives underground, comes up through the <laughs> ground, <laughs> grabs the main bad guy, takes him up super high in the air, and, and just, just lets him drop. Oh, wow. He just murders this dude. <laughs> and that's the end of the comet. Oh, man. As you wish, Doctor, the world has too many of your kind already and just drops him to the earth. Then we have a story wow. that is called uh, Jocko that is about monkeys Monkeys that I don't know. It might be slightly racist. I can't tell through all of this. They look like uh, uh, from uh, um, like, like uh, Donkey Kong. They look like Donkey essentially. Kong monkeys, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a jungle story. I and it, what, sure. Yeah, but so. Uh, but they're all in business suits. They are. So yeah. Jocko comes back basically to town and they're all excited that he's Jocko back. Jocko the monkey. He's been far away on travel, so he's very famous. And they realize, sure. hey, we need a new road. He comes back to Monkey Town. Yeah, I can sum this up really quickly. Gotcha. It's not that great. No, it they, doesn't look good. Uh, they uh, want him to build this new road, so he hires all of his buddies to build it. And he's, like, telling them, like, hey, we only use 10 shovels. And he's like, all right, mm -hmm. I'll charge them for 50. Oh, my God. And he's, like, gouging them on everything, oh, right? Jerk. And so he goes to take him the bill after the road's done because, like, oh, we love the new road. It's great. It's fantastic. And they take him the bill so and the government because they're like, we'll pay you anything to do it. Mm -hmm. And they go, two million coconuts, outrageous. Two million coconuts. And they go, we've been swindled by a crook. <laughs> and the other monkeys say, we're ashamed of you. You were always an honest man. What has happened to you? And Jocko goes, I was all right till I went to America and became civilized. Is that the end? That's a joke. That's the end, though. Yeah, that's the end. Here's what I never understood about stuff like that. They trade in coconuts. 
Coconuts are readily available in, yeah. in trees. Well, it just takes a long time to build up 2,000. 2 million, you said. Oh, 2 million. I'm sorry. Yeah, it takes even coconuts. longer That's for that. Yeah. So I'm going to... again, um, what's what's the coconut to dollar ratio? I mean, what is it? I don't understand. I don't know. It can't oh. be much. Okay. 50 cents, maybe? Uh, maybe. That's a million bucks? Yeah. This road cost a million bucks? Yeah. Huh. I wonder how so that you compares. you give her a civilized monkey. So I'm going to speed through some Sergeant of these a little bit more just because yeah, sure, I know. a lot of it's just not that uh, it, it, it's just this one, Sergeant Boyle, the story here. It's like a Sergeant Rock kind of thing? Or in, a, in a sense. It's yeah. just a war comic. War comic. Um, Henry Hank Boyle mm. is an American student who's in London when the war breaks out. So he decides to basically. Is this time, are they referring to World War One? Yes, but okay. we're not a part of it yet. Yeah. Oh, two, but we're not a part. Yeah, of exactly. It. Sorry. Oh, okay. And so he decides to enlist and fight for the British. I liked one better. And they, he's an American, so they automatically made him a sergeant because he's American, sure, you know. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Um, and so he fights with a like a British group against the Nazis, <laughs> and this whole comic is about him basically going in. And infiltrating a Nazi uh, hiding spot. He's just shooting them right in the belly. He does. There's two. once where he goes, that takes care of two. And with just like a handgun, he is able to bullet. shoot two Nazis yeah. with one bullet. Uh, there's American. also a point where other soldiers, uh, enemy soldiers, are coming to grab their guns. And he takes them with one hand. And he throws two rifles and kills two men with the bayonets on the ends of each rifle. Yeah, yeah that happens. Right through their throats. Like, sure. perfect aim. Sergeant Boyle don't mess around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has also discovered TNT that they've had away. <laughs> um, essentially, then... The Nazis in this have cooler helmets. They do. They try to get away. They're gunned down by the machinery. Essentially, mm-hmm. what this whole thing about is how awesome and cool Sergeant Boyle is. He shoots another guy straight. It's very violent. It's very violent. He's, he's straight in the grenades. head. He's, he's throwing grenades. The, the Germans all look like monsters. They have like pointy they teeth. Do look like monsters, yeah. Um, but essentially, yeah, Sergeant Boyle, alone by himself, is able to take out this entire German force. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find out he, on the group of the machine gun guys that they're able to gun down and kill, he finds a secret message mm. that it says. Uh, Boyle deciphers the secret enemy code like it's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. just the words backwards, like that's all it is. <laughs> but they try to make him sound like some Italian take up position and evacuated trench prepare for attack. And it is just literally backwards just backwards. Hmm. But hey, that's Sergeant Boyle for you. Uh, German monsters. So he goes and he finds that there were guys what basically when they get civilized. already setting up the trench for the secret attack. And so he beats them to it, gets the men out of there, and has them put all the TNT they found in that secret trench. Oh. And he's trying to lead those soldiers out, and they're going to catch the rest of them waiting, sure. and they're going to take Blows these right three up. as POWs. Yeah. But the guys see their troops coming, and they run away towards their troops to try to rejoin them. And uh, Sergeant Bull's like, all right, they don't know what's happening. So they all jump in the hole together, getting ready for their secret attack, and basically... Boom. Yep, boom, and they explode the uh, and whole 
Nazis. They explode the hole and all the Nazis. And that's the end the of... The comet jumps through the hole. Of Dick Sargent. Not Dick Sargent. Dick Sargent. Of uh, Sergeant Boyle. Sergeant Boyle. Uh, then wow, that was good. We had the Queen of the Diamonds. Okay. Which is essentially this whole story oh, is... Oh, this is like that other one. It's kind of like Phantom in a yeah. weird way. But this spaceship just crash lands into the land of the diamonds, the empire of yeah. of the hidden wonder of this uh, diamond like empire. Gordon ship and in stuff. a sense, yeah. yeah. And they land here, and the people who live here are like, you know, the pilot's still alive. Let's get him out. And they're like, hey, who are you that's crash landed on Weird our planet? People too. You know, like a rocket. And he goes, that is my name, the rocket. I'll tell you more later once I've met your queen. Was he a football player? I don't know. Yeah, he goes. Flash Gordon. He tells them that he he's came uh, to meet their queen. They're like, "Don't talk about our queen." Or he goes, "I've come to meet your beautiful queen." And they're like, "Don't talk about our queen like you know her." Essentially, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. So they attack these him. Guys, these guys look like, um, <laughs> they look like. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like they're firemen, but their suits aren't big enough. It kind of looks like they also are Jolly Green Giants cousins, <laughs> don't they? But they're Yellow Green Giants. Yeah. They're yellow, Jolly Yellow Giants. It's just like broccoli that's not ready yet. That's right, yeah. They're, uh, they're the broccolini. Exactly, the broccolini. Uh, so, <laughs> essentially, the queen comes to see all the disturbance out here. I'm not going to get to the whole backstory. She's freaky looking, too, with the big eyebrows. Yeah, I'm not going to get to the whole backstory because it was really weird to read about... Mm-hmm. You know, many years ago, this other white guy, and it makes sure to say white guy, mm. landed on this island. Well, I guess it are on this and empire. It have to be necessarily as racist as we think, because all the people on this planet are like bright yellow. That is true. I so guess they're saying like it. that. Yeah. But so essentially, there was a king that overthrew the evil empire, and the queen and now. Queen is white. Well, that's because the queen is part of his oh, lineage. Oh, I see. So that's why she's the queen. Got so it. he's a new white guy that's there. No, there are two no, white guys together. There's never any full shirts for these queens. No, either. there's not. You know, uh, just running around in some fancy bra. She's like, hey, what's all this about? And the rocket's like, I'm just come the to rocket. serve you. And they're all like, you beat up all my soldiers. I'm going to keep you as a yeah. sol- or as a oh. captive. No, you're going to fight as punishment. And so she has him basically oh, no. fight in the arena. Fighting a lion. And he just punches a lion punches and knocks lion him out. In the face. Yeah, and just carries him knocked out to her and wow. asks, was like, hey, is this a pet of yours? Give me another one. Like, he's Whoa. just Billy Badass out it there. Is. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to spare your well, life. I mean, shit, if you could punch a lion. That's true. You would be a pretty bad dude. So the Queen of the Diamonds is like, all right, I'm going to spare your life, but now you're going to be my slave forever. Well, how does she get to do that if he can punch I don't know. Lines? And he's like, all right, that's cool. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm already your slave, oh, beautiful queen. Oh, like he is falling for her heart. Yeah. So we are then cut She's to, obviously, we have to have the old regime that was knocked out, uh-huh. uh, the Von Kleeter gang. Sure. Uh, they are trying to. <laughs> the Von Kleeter gang? No, I called him gang, but it does oh. say Von Kleeter. That's the bad guy who was there. Von Kleeter. Von Kleeter enlists the vagabonds of the kingdom. Oh, and he lets the murderers out of the queen's prison. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, they're letting them all free to basically attack those loyal to the queen. Yeah, he doesn't see him coming up to There's attack. There's a guy dressed in a, in like a, a, what do you call the guys who, uh, like a grim reaper. Like an executioner? Like an executioner, yeah. Yeah. Old-timey executioner. Just sneaking up on him and, huh. yeah. So then. 
And they punch a lion. They, yeah. No, so all these guys are attacking everybody loyal to the queen. This one seems very long compared to the other ones. Kind of does. They're just boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, When all of a sudden the rocket shows up and basically single-handedly beats all the traitors. And so the queen's like, why did you do this for me? And he says... Uh, or, or he goes, I'm willing to be your poor slave, but never to submit cowardly to traitors. Okay. And she says, in that case, Good. you are no longer my slave, but my chief captain and trusted friend, Sir Rocket. She looks like Betty Davis. And so now we got to see, but will Rondo Van Cleeter give up the fight for Rondo the crown? Rondo Van Cleeter? Yeah, uh, Rado, sorry. Rado Van Cleeter. And who is the Rocket? Don't fail to see the next issue of Pep Comics. Oh, God. All right, then we got something that was super racist. <laughs> Oh, no, it's Fu Chang, international detective. It is very racist. Uh, I'm just going to cover this then super, super quickly because wow, of it. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, they uh, just the coloring, everything. So the main guy is the guy in the suit here, right? Yes, but they make sure to let you know that he is a learned man. Oh, well, that's good. They like it's, it's te- yes, like it's just in uh. every... Chinese character in here has like just the kind of like most racist like Fu Chang that that detective. racist uncle you have yeah, when he's like sure. just throwing names out there. Sure. I don't I assume yeah. you I don't have one, but yeah. I've heard people have them. I don't either, but I've seen them. But you know, just like just how you would assume people would be like, yeah. you know, uh let's see. This guy's named the dragon. Uh the well, girl this literally says Fu Chang, American University educated Chinaman. Yeah. Wow. So okay. it's really bad. So we're not going to spend a yeah. lot of time on it, obviously, because it is. Yeah. See, like her name is Tay Ming. Uh-huh. Her dad is Soy Ming. Like it just. Soy Ming. It's bad. So essentially, though, <laughs> uh, the one thing that is weird about this, his powers, I will at least get into. Fu Why Chang, does he have powers? He's a detective. His powers are he goes and sees like this great god of his family. Uh-huh. And what he can do is he can call on pieces of a chessboard and use them in his. Wait, uh, what? Okay. Yeah. Chessboard. Yeah. So that's his power is he has like a magical chessboard. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I told you I'm not spending a lot of time on it that he goes and he tells like his, the God of his family, how they explain it Uh of like, Hey, I want to use this chess piece. King me. Like I want to use the the chess piece of war. And so, like, that guy goes out and he, the like... chess piece of war. Which one is that? I don't know. It's okay. this soldier-looking guy. Essentially, these little people go and steal information for him and give it back to like him. Like, they're tiny? Yeah. Like chess pieces? He's holding them in oh, his wow. hand. Oh, wow. He's holding one in his hand. Look how tiny the little war guy is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, he tells him, basically, like... <laughs> wow. He, he brings him in to be like, hey, we know you did Here's this. Where's the evidence? Papers. Yeah. Where's where's the evidence? And the guy and he points back at something he has covered up. And the bad guy's like, "No, stay away! Don't look behind this curtain." And Fu Chang just punches him. And when he does, he pulls the curtain back. Oh, he has just the knife and the letter for the murder they were trying to solve. I didn't really get into the story because it's not care. really that good. Yeah, okay. but the evidence that they needed are just posted just up right in a there. wall yeah, behind something he's hiding. Yeah. And then. He goes on a date with the girl that he was harassing earlier. Okay. Not not Fu Chang, who the bad guy was harassing yeah. earlier. Yeah. Uh, there was a that's st- it. Yep, that's it. Oh, there dude. was a murder, okay. or there was a story called Murderer's Brew. If you believe, wow, that is so long. If you think I read that, uh, I think there's a so old classic words. rock call uh, rock song called "You Got Another Thing Coming." Uh, wow, then that's a lot, man. We get into there, uh, Bentley of Scotland Yard. 
In London, the night was clear and calm, and nobody was prepared for the Mayfair monster. So, uh, Mayfair monster is essentially just a Scooby Doo monster. We like come to find out. Yeah. But Bentley of Scotland Yard is supposed to be like a detective, uh-huh. uh, he, and he's in Scotland Yard. Power? But he's just a detective. He's got special shoes. No, but he talks uh, like he's from New York. So I don't know how he works for Scotland Yard. He breaks a thing over the uh, werewolf's head and goes clang. Yeah. Uh, essentially, we find <laughs> out the woman has fainted, or the woman that he attacked. People have zero can, reference for do. what we're looking at here. I don't even know how to like go through this point. So yeah. there's like a, I don't know, there's like a poorly drawn werewolf man. She looks like she's constipated. Who attacks this woman in red. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Bentley Brenda comes Joyce. across, Brenda Joyce. And so Bentley, our main hero and detective, comes to her aid, and this woman passes out from fright after the attack from this sure. werewolf-like monster. Too, yeah. So the detective goes to see the only member of her family, which is her godfather. Uh-huh. The colonel from KFC. <laughs> and he's like, you know, hey, I just wanted to let you know, basically, you know, when your daughter was attacked, she talked about the Mayfair monster. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Uh, and her godfather's the like, Mayfair monster, well, she's say. always into, oh, that's the thing. Uh, Bentley just grabs a book off their bookshelf and he pulls it out and he's like, huh, this has a whole chapter on werewolves and it's signed to her from you. And she's like, yeah, it's, he's like, it's a birthday gift I gave her. She oh, likes stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, while he's going she to leave stuff like that, I'm summarizing. I signed a book to her. She loves that. So as Bentley goes to leave from seeing her godfather, Brenda's godfather. The colonel. Uh, the lights are, he's attacked by the monster. And the monster essentially like whacks Bentley over the back of the head with a stick. And it kind of makes him groggy. And he's trying to come through. But as he comes through, he hears a gunshot. Mm-hmm. And he sees that her godfather uh, has, the colonel. the colonel, as we'll call him, the colonel has <laughs> ran the monster away. So he okay. saved him. He ran him off by shooting at him. Yep. So uh, Bentley's like, thank you, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Love he goes chicken. home and he calls the doctor and he asks the doctor how Brenda's doing. And, the and doctor he goes, says, no more monkeys no more. on the bed. <laughs> so Bentley calls the doctor and the doctor says, uh, no, <laughs> Bentley tells the doctor to call the Colonel and tell him that, hey, his sure. goddaughter can come home like she's good enough okay. now. Okay. All right. So the. Holy shit. They take the. Oh, come on. Yeah. I told you it was a Scooby Doo thing. It is a Scooby Doo thing. So uh, they take the daughter to the Colonel's house and the doctor's <laughs> like, make sure she's not bothered. And the Colonel's like, I'll guard her door all night. But then it's like, and when the night comes, the werewolf shows up and he goes to snatch her. But wait, it's Bentley in a blonde wig. <laughs> and he's got. All of his clothes on, including a trench coat and just, a blonde just wig. Just the wig. That's it. And he demasks the werewolf, and it turns out to be the that's colonel. The uh, and he tells him Damn that he it. knew he knew he wasn't a real werewolf yeah. when he broke his cane over his iron mask. Is wait the werewolf mask is iron? It's an iron mask, and that's why he broke his cane on it. That's so dumb. Uh, speaking of dumb, we have a couple more dumb wait, that's stories. It, right? Yeah, that's the end of that one. Wow, look at this. It's the big Jack Dempsey thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's because he... What, what does it say? Uh, when the... Oh, wait. When the colorful figures of sports immortals pass in review, Jack Dempsey will always be at the head of the parade. Why is he in bed? When he, It says when he got sick. Oh, uh, Jack Dempsey did that. Leif, almost fatally ill, the whole world prayed for a speedy recovery. That's his fighting face, it says. It is. Wow. 
It's not his hugging face, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we got three more stories, and I'm going to try to get through really okay, quick. Before you. I get through those, I think this is the perfect time. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Yeah, we've been to doing hear this for about three hours. A so. word for our sponsor that may or may not be Space Coke. This space week. All right, Mike, as we Electrical quickly items. come back to wrap up issue one of Pep Comics, we are introduced to the press guardian. Hey, you see on the paper here <laughs> as two people. So you would think that the journalist over here yeah. is also the hero, uh, right? What's the guy in the middle? What's his name? Uh, call me what? Slug. Call me Slug. He's, he's basically a... Uh, uh, the head of the criminal gang. Yeah, we've it got says a cigar. the press guardian, otherwise known as the Falcon. He already has two names. <laughs> yep, uh, airs the Daily Express or aids the Daily Express in its efforts to get rid of Central City of gangsters. Things are quiet for a while, but one day, city editor Jim Boyd gets a tip on a very sensational story. We're introduced to so a he's character, the press guardian, and the Falcon, and the Falcon, and Jim. What? And uh, no, and we're introduced to a character named Flash Calvert, who's the reporter. <laughs> so he sends Flash Calvert down to this. Uh, what a reporter! Name. This Klondike club that got the Klondike club. Yeah, that sure. got robbed, and he's like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, what happened? And the manager goes, four men robbed and shot me. Left no clues. He's just casually talking about it with him. <laughs> Ow! Yeah, it hurt again. If you want to follow along, I feel like I should say that at the beginning no, when we do yeah, these, yeah. that comic book extras is a fantastic place to go, and they have yeah, all of this. And go ahead and you should sign up to be a member to help with this. But a great place for all these public domain. Oh, you can uh, you can support them. Oh, I think that yeah. If you want to donate to them oh, and stuff like that, yeah, you can. Yeah, please do that. So, uh, fantastic place that they're keeping all this public domain stuff alive, and yeah, it's just great cool. stuff. Uh, but if you wanted to follow along for Pep Comics uh, number one to go, kind of take a look at these things that we talk about to help out in your, you know, good mental luck. aid. Good luck following along. <sighs> yeah, good no. Luck yeah, good you. luck. Uh, basically, Flash finds a lighter that has sw initials on it and he's like oh this has got to be slugs lighter flash i bet you flash calvert flash calvert he's like this has got to be slugs lighter so he calls the paper and tells him hey slug wickham is the guy who's done the hold them that's his name yeah is accused in the holdup. Flash Calvert and Slug Wickham. And he shows back up at the paper and Slug's there and he's like, that wasn't me. I have my lighter right here. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking I about. I can't have two lighters. And the editor tries to make Flash apologize and he's like, no, I'm not going to apologize. Mm. And so Slug's like, why oughta? And he goes to punch <laughs> Flash. Again, I'm wow. you know, Flash, uh, what is the spark noting? Mm-hmm. And uh, Flash goes out of the way and basically gives him a one-two, a uh, a <laughs> A combo, what is it? A, a leg and a biscuit, or what, whatever it's called. Okay. A, a, a leg wing, and a biscuit. A, a breast. It's something with chicken and biscuits, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've never For heard combinations. that. For combinations? I've never heard that. If I'm completely heard wrong, I'm box. sorry. Well, know. that just it's makes me hungry. Yeah, it does make me hungry. I want chicken. Now. So now that, uh, yeah, I want chicken too. So uh, Flash follows Slug and he follows them back to where the gang's meeting to realize that, hey, I gave the paper my alibi. They don't think it's us. When all of a sudden they realize that Flash is looking in on their meeting just by climbing up a window and looking through the window at them. They're like, hey, there's a reporter looking at us outside. And so they go and grab him. They bring him in and they tie him up. 
and they're about to shoot Flash when all of a sudden the Falcon shows up. That's right. The character right. we've been following the whole time isn't the Falcon. <laughs> okay. It's been Flash Gordon. It's been Flash Calvert. Falcon oh. shows up. Basically, God, he is the worst suit I've it ever is seen. Terrible is looking. Terrible it is suit. all colors and it's bad. He looks like uh he looks like a fancy French clown. And like mixed with uh Michael Keaton's Birdman. Oh yeah. And so basically the Falcon defeats all the bad guys. I kind of love this. And so the gangster chief thoroughly wiped begs for mercy. The Falcon tells him that only by signing a full confession, can he hope to get mercy from the press guardian? That's what, that's what the Falcon tells him. The press guardian. Who's the press guardian? We still don't even know who that is. Exactly. So, the gangster basically says, uh, or the Falcon tells him, you're going to write out a confession. And he goes, yes, yes, I'll do it. And it shows him like he's just basically like holding a hand behind his back while he's writing out a whole confession. He gives it to Flash and like, there's everything. Why don't they know. just do this every time? Because it, it seems to work. Anytime you go, listen, bad guy, you got to write this down. Exactly. Like, okay, you got me. So they tie up all the bad guys. The Falcon leaves it's and Flash, too, yeah, Flash calls the cops. Um, and the bad guys get loose and they're coming to attack flash as he's trying to hold his own. When the cops show up all of a sudden, and then we're back, you know, they run the newspaper of that. He's been captured that slug Wickham, you know, robbed the Klondike, uh, bar, bar club, whatever it was. It was a club. Yeah. Bar. It was a Klondike bar. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, I'd rob it and I'd shoot the guy four times. That's yeah. What I'd do. But not kill him. Uh, and so that I'm ends that monster. one. There's another stupid animal co- uh, cartoon. That's animal just antics. Not, yeah, it's not good. Billy the giraffe wins by a neck. Yuck. Oop, so oop. we're skipping those. Then, wow, it's one page. Yeah, it's just one Didn't page. It? It's just a bunch of little oh, jokes wow. on there. Oh, that's stupid. Uh, our, right. our, this is what I've been waiting for. Our penultimate story is the is midshipman. Right the midshipman. And we find out basically the story of how he found his girl and his rival. Uh-huh. Um, what is he in? The Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines? Uh, he's just a midshipman. It doesn't so really I guess explain. So Navy, right? Yeah. yeah. He sees a plane crash in the water. He dives in to save the pilot, only to find sure. out that it's a girl. Oh, no. And she finds, Girls can't ride planes. They can't drive planes. Yeah, and she's like, thanks drive? for saving me. And he's like, hey, uh, you can reward me by escorting me to the dance tonight for saving your life. Oh, Lord. That kind of thing. This other guy shows up, uh, <laughs> Don Lewis. Okay, I'm sorry. Our midshipman guy is named Lee Sampson. Mm. I'm just calling him the midshipman from this point forward, sure. though. Uh, and then Don, uh, Don the D-bag is our villain. Don the D-bag. So Don shows up, and he's like, you're too late. You know, Miss Dennis, who's the girl, the lady's going to the dance with me. These are the worst And he names. just Yeah, and he just These comes over, and he punches the midshipman in the stomach. Oh. The midshipman punches him back, and they start getting to a fight where they're, like, swinging sticks at each other. And then the girl's like, break it up, guys. Break it up. Hey, you're both in the rowing race or the canoe race or whatever it is tomorrow. Canoe race. What do they call it? <laughs> it's a, like a like. A, uh, they a, just call it a boat race, but they're yeah, rowing. It's, it's the a rowing. single single yeah, rowing. Yeah. Okay. Y'all are both on the race tomorrow. Whoever wins, I'll go to the dance with. Is, is it what weird she tells that, that women in these comics in the '40s all had giant foreheads? Yeah, and I mean, really those are big foreheads and really tiny eyelashes. Yeah, um, not eyelashes, well, except, eyebrows. Except for the Queen of Diamonds, she had those huge ones. She did. You're right. Uh, <laughs> she did. I yep, don't know what else did. to say. Yep. Uh, so basically, uh, it's just the two nipples. of them racing. Yeah, no, it's too scandalous. We can show them mm-hmm. people getting shot in the head and stuff like that. But no, no nipples. nipples. 
Uh, as he's racing Don and the midshipmen, they get neck and neck, and Don basically slams his oar down into the midshipmen's canoe, Ooh. and it breaks it, and it fills with water. Don the but the midshipman is still able to use how great he is to mm. still win the race, even with a... He's a midshipman. Yeah, even with a broken and canoe. Yep. He then takes him, you know, he wins the race. Uh, they have to rest. He's like, so exhausted. They rescue him, but he rests, and he's feeling better, and he goes to head back, basically... Uh, to his house to get ready for the dance with uh, Miss Davis. He has. When out of the bushes, Don jumps in for beating him. Whoa. And then the officer sees him and is like, hey, I was looking for you anyway for what you did to Midshipman's boat. Oh, yeah. And like. What a bad cop. Midshipman thinks like, oh, this could get, you know, Don the D-bag mm-hmm. expelled from the college because mm-hmm. he doesn't go. He's not a midshipman. Oh, wait, they're him. all in college? Yeah, they're. Well, he is, but he college. doesn't go. Yeah, he's a Navy college. Don the D-bag goes to, like, <laughs> some other college. college. Yeah. Um, and so he doesn't want to get that guy expelled because midshipman's a good guy. And he's like, um, no, officer, it was a mistake. Hard to go. And he's like, oh, okay. And so the main officer leaves, and Don's well, like, all right. hey, midshipman, thanks for taking that fall for me. Uh, kind of like those really bad PSAs in the 90s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, you're right. Saying no to alcohol is Drugs cool. Are bad. Thanks for showing Got me. It. Yeah. It's not that the message was bad. It's just the delivery was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and so basically, Miss Daniels or Miss Dennis goes to the dance with Midshipman that night, and Thank that's God. the end of that one. Wait, that's the end. They go to the dance. Yep, that's it. What a man. Yep, that's neat. And that brings us to Ko Ward, which is basically just the story of this very fit steel worker. Like they like to talk about how oh I didn't I didn't talk about the no the terribly worded uh, phrase in here during the rowing way uh, mm. rowing race where is it at? midshipman and Don the D bag are rowing each other oh this before <laughs> or after the slap with the power? are you ready for this Mike yeah and this is a direct quote I don't want to tell you like this is some erotic sure but it definitely sounds like it okay this is two guys rowing against each other in a race for and, a, for and a, it is described to go their, to a dance for with a woman yeah for a dance with a woman to yeah. win that is their prize uh lee samson who's our midshipman this mm-hmm. is describing how well he's rowing slowly but steadily lee's powerful strokes bring him closer and closer <laughs> to his rival yeah well. as they near the finish line, line lee's lee finally pulls up on even terms with don <laughs> But at that moment, and then it just, but like, there's a lot wow. of weirdly, yeah, weirdly all, sensual. erotica type stuff. Yeah. That's great. They like to talk about how uh, powerful the midshipman well, strokes know, were. When he got attacked by, if, if he were to get all his friends to pile onto Don, he would be covered in semen. That is, that is very true. Sure. So let's wrap up with K.O. <laughs> Ward. Uh, who we find out is just a very strong still worker uh, yeah. who like saves people he works with. Right. Uh, they come across he and his girlfriend, <laughs> Connie, like this is really bad too. We get too. to the end of these things and you are just exhausted at this point. You're just because, like, yeah, we get here and this dude and he fights the thing and then it's well, over. It's, it's because <laughs> after, like I read through it and I was like, this is great. And yeah. then I re-realized like how hard it was to get uh, through some of it while I'm sure. Um, sure. Or does that mean that these episodes are too long? I need to make them shorter. I don't know. I mean, I think that we're 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 visiting this this gigantic comic. Here. This is. It's got a this, lot. In this it. was a big yeah, thing. It's got a lot. We're going back. I'll tease it at the end of this the episode. Great, what though. I have planned. Yeah. Um. So, but his name is Eddie. We find out with, and his girlfriend is named Connie. Eddie yeah, and Connie, Connie are leaving his job at the office, and they're walking home when they see a man getting beaten up by two kind of gangster looking guys 
And Eddie goes up because he's very strong and he kind of, you know, punches them both off. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy they save turns out to be a promoter who's like, hey, (laughs) I think you could be a really good boxer. I think you'd be the heavyweight champ. There's just so many coincidences in these kind of And Eddie's like, hear that, Connie? I could be heavyweight champ. And Connie's like, that's lovely, dear, but do be careful. Don't Don't get punched. Yeah. So basically they train Hedy, or Hedy, they train Eddie how to box and they set him up in an exhibition fight against uh-huh. a man who's nicknamed One Round Hogan. Oh boy. Well, uh Eddie tells his manager that he's going to be nervous because he doesn't do well in front of crowds and because of that That's One a Round bad boxer. It is. One Round Hogan beats the mess out of Eddie in the first oh, round. Oh wow. Eddie comes to Eddie's Ed, our main guy. Eddie's our main guy. Okay. Uh, and He's Eddie comes to no and nipples. goes in for the second round, and now one round Hogan starts cheating in their boxing match. Well, yeah, because he's only there for and one that's, round. And that's too much for Eddie to take, and so he just gets mad kind oh. of and furious. And, yeah, he ends Eddie's up knocking smash. Yep, and he ends up knocking one round Hogan out. So they go and they get ready after the locker room. He and Connie celebrate. His manager's happy, mm-hmm. and they go to leave with their $250 in prize money. Sure. That they're trying to, I'll look that up after we're done too. Eh, it doesn't matter. matter. Uh, One million dollars. One round Hogan and his manager are like, we're just going to go rob them and get our money back. That's what they decide to do. So they go and they hold up, they pull them out. That probably happened a lot. Yeah, that probably did. They catch him on the side of the road and they hold up Eddie and the manager and stuff. They're, They're in some sort of like Dr. Seuss world where all the trees are red. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, but Eddie, of course, goes ahead and knocks out one round Hogan again and takes out his manager and pulls the gun on them as they tie up one round Hogan and his manager and throw him in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. They think about taking him to the police to turn him in, but instead they just throw them on the back of a train saying, <laughs> here's their new limousine. Town, the boys. train pulls out in five minutes. Happy voyage, boys. And they throw them on there. And that is the end of that story, and you can read about KO so in the next. So they just threw him on a train. They threw one round Hogan on a train, huh? And that was that, and that is also issue one of Pep Comics. Wow, that's really fantastic. You did a lot of work here. I really appreciate your work. No problem. I did enjoyed. You, know you can make your own records if you sing or play an instrument. Uh, yeah. Think of it. I just made a record with the new home recordo. Recordo. Yeah. They yes, don't. Bob, and it sure sounds like your voice. Well, yeah, dummy, I just recorded it. It's wonderful and so simple. Please let me make a record. <sighs> so what I wanted to tease, what I have in mind that Send I think I'm going mind. to do yeah. is I want to start a series that I'm going to call. Who says that? Hurry, Hurry Coopin. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so I want to start, start a series, series called that will do that kids order. It's in a lot of them, but I want to call it, and I'm kind of stealing from the SpongeBob SquarePants theme mm-hmm. in a little bit, but I want to do a nautical nonsense theme in okay. a way like of that. just some of the early terrible aquatic characters that yeah. came out around the same time as Aquaman. Like the deep. Maybe I find uh, early Aquaman that's really bad to go in this. I do have our first person uh, who I'm going to do next week, who the name alone. Waterman. No, he's always Aquaman, but he did appear in the same issue of Adventure Comics as Green Arrow. They both appeared in the same issue. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was another like this, obviously, for Adventure Comics, and they both appeared in the same one. Uh, But our first character of nautical nonsense will be, you ready for this, Mike? I'm ready. Barry Cuda. Barry Cuda? Oh, I like that. Yeah. So we got some 40s aquatic heroes 
who's not much of a hero, and it's just some weird circumstances, and we'll get to that uh, next week here on the show. As always, if you want to find us, uh, maybe a merwoman? Fish kiss. Hey, you have to expect that. Merwoman? Isn't that a mermaid? Yeah. Okay. She she's older. She wants to be known as a mer woman. Oh, gotcha. That's her choice. I'm fully grown up. I'm a mer woman. I assume that you know you can be called whatever you want to. Mermaid. Uh, but so that'll be what we do next that week. Cool. Thank you again. No problem. Thanks as always to you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, brofohero, or email us brosfoesandheroes at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out Rogue Media Network as Rogue well. Rogue Media Network for. Oh. A lot of other great podcasts that you can check out as well there. As always, we appreciate you listening. We do. And until next time, everybody, stay safe. Frozen. Frozen. Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen. Frozen. Heroes. Gonna tell you about. Television Rifle. All electric. Shoot it all year round. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.